Okay, welcome to another short episode of the Marchville podcast. It's another spirit of the moment one uh, because there's a great headline on the BBC News website. And the headline is Crime Prediction Software Adopted by 14 UK Police Forces. Now, this is a story of these police forces are using crime prediction software. And if they're not already, they're planning to do so. And this comes in sort of two parts. Now, the first part, so we'll talk about the first one first, is predictive mapping, in which crime hotspots are mapped out, leading to more patrols in the area. Initially, I think that's a great idea, and it does seem it does seem obvious. Having said that, a local police force would know where the crime area is and wouldn't really need predictive mapping for something like that. I mean, the local bobbies know where the trouble spots are, am I right? Yeah, I would, I would totally yeah, I agree with you on that true. one. I think that surely that that is a system that's already in place, just by statistics alone. Yeah, and and the local knowledge of the coppers. Yes. Yeah, but even if it's not local, you'll know that one area is, is by statistics, is going to have a higher crime rate than another area. Somewhere in London, like the east, um, south of London, They've probably got a highest crime rate than somewhere in the mid- uh, Midlands somewhere. You yeah, you see, the, you see a lot of the statistics on the news anyway. They do like geographical maps with hotspots highlighted there. So it, 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 it already exists. So I don't know what extra this would offer unless it can give a more granular breakdown of things or something like that, I don't know, but it seems to already exist for me. I'm not sure what this new technology would introduce. Yeah, that was... Yeah, I agree of, with that, it doesn't... That was sort uh, of my point there. I, I can't see the point of that at all. It would, you know, they would already know where these issues are. So, yeah. in that case, let's move on to the second point then, and the second part of this predictive software is individual risk assessment, which attempts to predict how likely an individual is to commit an offence or to be a victim of a crime. Now, first of all, right, this smacks of um, minority minority report and one of my favourite TV series, Person of Interest, where they build a computer to do to do this very thing. But where it says to predict, to attempt to predict how likely an individual is to commit an offence or to be victim of a crime, what then? If they've identified somebody who's, who's about, they think, or the computer program says, yeah, this person's likely to commit a crime, or this person's going to be the victim of a crime, what, what, how do they action that? What do they do about it? Well, they can't exactly arrest you until you've done the crime. No, because that's, that's minority report, wouldn't they, where they would just go out and arrest people because they were about to cause a crime. Yeah. They can't. How can you do that? Because you can't say that someone's going to commit a crime until they've committed that crime. That's right. So they're innocent, aren't they? Yeah, they're innocent. Absolutely. And this teeters towards guilty until proven innocent. You're almost... It's almost as if you're being arrested just for the thought of committing crime. I mean, we all think about (laughs) doing things that we shouldn't, but you can't arrest someone just for, for a risk profile. I mean, it does mention in the article that they're they're excluding certain bits of information. Um, It says that they're not including ethnicity, gender, address, location, or demographic. So 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, if they don't have a specific address location, they'll obviously have a general area of where that person lives. They won't know their ethnicity or their gender, so I suppose that prevents people being or a certain bias towards people in that regard. But I mean, what's the what's the trigger for someone to undergo a risk assessment? Are they just going to run it against everyone who currently exists in the databases they have access to, or is there a criteria to say, well, you know, someone has done something? You know, if you get arrested for a minor crime, does that automatically allow the police force to monitor you for the rest of your life just because you've had a ticket or or something that's caused you to be entered into the system? I, I, it doesn't mention what qualifies the police to start performing a risk assessment on you. No, and I think we, we, whatever, they haven't said that by the look of it, but I think whatever they put down could be criticised because even if they said, well, it's based entirely on your previous history and any, you know, criminal record or whatever you might have, somebody may have committed three or four offences. It doesn't mean they're going to commit another one. They also might be quite... You know, they might have been 16, 17 when they committed these offences and they might be quite innocent offences. You can't say that they're going to do something serious or do another one. They might have grown out of it at that point. I'd need to see or understand what what those triggers would be. And It's like you said, the whole point, I mean, the prison system is another conversation, but the whole point of it is to try and rehabilitate people and get them back into society. And if if they're being monitored for the rest of their life because of you know things they've done in the past, then that kind of contradicts the whole point of rehabilitating them. They're never truly re- rehabilitated because they know that they're on a list somewhere just in case. And are they going to take it too far with like, excuse me, are they going to do it like um, school results or something like that? So if you've got lower results, the chances are you possibly might go into crime. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Because that'd be that's Captain America, incidentally. Um, uh, Solar's algorithm. They literally go in as far as the uh, your, your GCSE results, and if you've done badly, they'll say that the chances are you're going to be a burden on the society. Let's get rid of you. Like, do they monitor your GCSE results and then your job history, your financial history? If you've got debts, does that mean you're more likely to perform? Or go down a life of crime to pay off your debts to provide. You know, it as logical as some of those things sound. You can't. That's, you know, that's completely invasive. You can't. It's, it's unethical. You can't, yeah, it's absolutely unethical. The, the, you know, access to those informations would come from systems like your bank, your school, other, you know, other places of employment. That that information should. You know, in this day and age, I know there's GDPR implications. Though, that that should only be held by the people that it's relevant to, and you know, those companies handing over the information to the government and the police forces. You know, it's you know, it's very 1984. It, it takes away our choice, our freedom as a person, completely. Absolutely, if you're being monitored 24/7. I mean, we're already one of the most watched countries with all the CCTV going on. To do this as well just means that we might as well sit in a chair all day of fear of being caught for something that we are, we haven't even done yet or not going to do. That yeah, does. Exactly. But that brings me on to something else. Um, for example, if, if we were all to be chipped, so our whereabouts and everything could be monitored, 
at all times, 24 out 7. Um, would you have a problem with that? Personally, I know all the uh, the the libertarian, you know, the, the human rights and everything would be up in arms about this, saying, no, no, we shouldn't be monitored by the state and, and everything we do, we should be have this total freedom. I would argue against that and say, well, you know, if you're not planning to do anything, nobody cares. Nobody's going to watch you. Nobody's going to say, let me have a look at what Mart's doing. Because there's like over 60 million people in this country. They don't give monkeys about me or what I'm doing because I've gone over the spa. Yeah, for someone like me who uh, does do uh, something slightly illegal, uh it would put a massive strain on me because it's something I enjoy doing that shouldn't even be illegal in the first place. And if they're watching every move that I make, then they're going to figure out what's going on. So I think the 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 freedom to be able to do what you like is it needs to be there. Otherwise, what's the point of being a human? If we're just if we're monitored all the time, if everything's done laid out for us, we might as well just be robots. Yeah, but the claim you're making there is that. I can't get away with legal illegal activities because I'm being monitored, which is sort of the point. Yeah, but the, the idea is that as a human, we should be able to move around as we free, see fit. We shouldn't have to worry about someone, a big brother watching us all the time. But I wouldn't that, be worried that, about it because I'm not I, I, doing I, anything shifty. Even if you're not doing anything shifty, I mean, <laughs> you, you know that someone's always watching your back. That, that's that's a horrible feeling to think that someone's always watching you. See, Even if I, you're not doing anything dodgy. I'd be slightly the other way around in that. I'd think, well, you know, I, I can walk down this dark alley now because I'm likely to be safer because I'm not going to get mugged. Cause... Yeah, but that doesn't, that doesn't say it's going to stop mugging. If, if you're just going by being tracked, it just means that they're going to find you after you've been mugged. Yeah, but they'll catch the muggers. What I'm saying is the muggers... The muggers will, in theory, would be thinking, well, okay, we can't go down this dodgy country lane and follow this old git and rob him of his pension. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because you know, it'll all be tracked, it'll all be monitored, and they'll know it's us straight away, and we'll just go to prison. I think like, one of the common themes when you read sci-fi books and watch sci-fi movies is that your geographical location is generally used for advertising. So if you walk past, you, you know, in a lot of the, a lot of the books I've read, the you know advertising is customized to the individual. So you've, when you walk past a billboard, it will recognize that it's you. It will process your purchase history and have a general idea of what you are as a person, and then it will have advertisements tailored to your personal wants and personal needs. So. Do you would you want you, basically your life is in a database somewhere for someone to utilize as they see fit? So are you comfortable with your entire life being out there for someone in the government to know and you know advertise to you in that regard, or would you rather lead a private life and keep everything to yourself? I can lead a private life as it is, even if I was sort of monitored, because you know, this is my point that I don't think we'd be everything we do wouldn't be monitored by a person. It would be, you know, a, a computer somewhere just monitoring it for future reference. And if they were just monitoring what I'm doing for advertising, then when I'm walking down that uh, dark lane in the middle of the night, I'm going to get adverts coming through on my phone for life insurance and funeral expenses. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> which could be relevant at the time. Yeah, it could well, be. Well, we kind of have that now on on Facebook and stuff. Where if you look on like Amazon or something, the next time you go on Facebook, it'll be Amazon on the like, yeah, your advert. That's absolutely so, true. Yeah. So we already have the the basis of it. So I think give it time. Apparently, uh, Piccadilly Circus tried it, didn't they, on their billboards of putting a camera. Um, above the billboards, and when someone walked past it, it would recognize the face, pick them up on Facebook, and give them the ads that they have on Facebook. Wow. I don't think it really worked because it was too many people in Piccadilly Circus to, for the camera to pick up. Yeah. Do, do, you know, like Google has got so much information on us already, hasn't it? Because I'm into the, the Google, yeah. I mean, oh, the Google yeah. world, um, and Google owns um, YouTube as well. Now, yeah. The only thing they haven't got, the statistics they haven't got about us, is our, our DNA and all that sort of stuff. Now, it's an interesting thing here is that the CEO of YouTube, which is owned by Google, is Susan Wojcicki. Um, and her sister is the owner of 23andMe, which is the company that does, you know, home DNA testing. So you can just stick the swab in your gob, send it off in a package, <laughs> and they send it back <laughs> in a couple of weeks with where you've come from, you know, where your ancestors were originally from, Finland or Africa or whatever, and what diseases you're likely to have in the next 30 years. So between the two sisters, they could just gather total information off you, all the DNA, all your, your lifestyle, everything. That's nuts. There is nuts. Yeah, that, that, that is, it's terrifying. Twenty-three and Me is one surefire way to a get your DNA profile in a database. So they'll have everything on you: your genetic flaws, your current ailments. So they can advertise new supplements and pills and all those things to you. And b yeah, you know they can build an entire profile of you just from your DNA, and you know. The real extreme people think that they can then create clones of you uh, with your DNA. Now, obviously, that's one of those tinfoil hat theories, but you're certainly offering a lot of information to someone just to find out how white you actually are. <laughs> I, I don't I, I don't like this idea of these personal ads, um, if you're out and about. I just had a thought, because if, if you look at things that maybe unsavory to other people and that pops up while you're in the middle of the street, and everyone looks at it, you're not going to be particularly happy. Yeah, exactly. You know, it is there. It takes it. Sorry, go. On. I say, do, do they filter the context of these advertisements? You know, if you know, depending on the the nature of the content that you've been looking at or searching for, you know, there are some things you really don't want showing up on a billboard. And, and yeah. you're saying yeah. they've picked these up from um, you know scanning your face as you've gone past. Yeah. So yeah. it's like scanning your face in the scenario where your chip and that chip may contain or be linked to more than just locational services. So it might, you know, we're talking about a future where this is even possible. So the computing power then will be phenomenal. So it'll be able to pull back, you know, a plethora of information from you just from one scan and then, you know, who knows what could pop up on that billboard. Okay, so what we need then is for um, a well-known clothing brand to make a jumper that you can pull up <laughs> halfway up your face. <laughs> <laughs> Gucci, if you're listening. 
It's got to have bright red lips as well. Yeah, but I need an opening so I can smoke through it. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. So, okay, let's. We've talked about this long enough. So, what what do we? What do we think about this? So we think point one then about the predictive mapping for the trouble spots it is makes sense. It's obvious. Yeah, it should be already yeah. happening. But yes, but the point two, which I've lost in front of me. <laughs> oh, here we are. The, risk. the individual risk assessment when it predicts how likely an individual is to commit a, an offence or be the victim of a crime is too ridiculous. Yeah. I think because we don't know enough it's... about it. I yeah, think it takes away freedom. Very, very sparse amounts of information at the moment. I'm definitely going to be tracking this, though, because I want to see the criteria for the searches to be initiated. And if they're just going to do it regardless of people's consent or you know input, to it then i think a lot of people are going to have some serious problems with this in the police force well apparently two of them two of the police forces have already stopped using it stopped using stopped it. using it yeah yeah i'm not surprised yeah because it's it's well the thing is the public knows nothing about it today other than this article you've seen in the in the, in the news i mean you, you know yeah that's yeah. It's been quite quiet. If you hadn't pointed out on BBC News, I haven't seen anything about it at all. So unless you go looking for this type of thing, you're never going to see it. And as a person, you want to know these things. These are quite important things to know about what's going on, especially with your police force. You don't want someone kicking down your door saying you could potentially be part of a crime when you don't even know anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm glad we agreed on that. And the first one makes sense. The second one is bollocks. (laughs) okay i think i think we've fixed that one then um i'd like to thank you both again for joining me and i look forward to discussing the next news item with you thank you both thank you bye thank you